Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey everyone, you've got Rebecca Shalon in for Brandy again. And of course, you know I'm excited about our guest this week. I'm always excited, but let me tell you why. This incredible woman that we have today, Krista Rasmussen, she is just an amazing, like calming energy. And honestly, if you like follow her on social media and things, you'll just see what a cool energy and light that she brings to the world. So I just love being around this girl. Uh, and everything she says. So I'm really excited to hear what she has to say today and the experience that she'll share with you. So Krista, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't, yeah, why don't we begin by, you, you can tell the people at home a little bit about yourself and what you do and, and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've been a dancer since I was six, turned... A nutrition student and I'm about 33 going to be 34 soon so it's been this really rad journey of me always being connected to my body into a holistic approach in nourishing your emotions nourishing your body and getting the most optimal health that you can possibly have access to I think that's incredibly important for everybody to be able to have that so um yeah it's kind of just second nature now and I'm really, I'm really excited about all of it. So, yeah. I like the way you phrase that with like a connection to your body, because I think that that is something that we don't realize that people are disconnected from, but it's something that I noticed in you, like from, from the very first time I met you in a dance class, like I noticed the difference in the way that you moved compared to like everyone else and things like that. And not, not like in terms of comparison, but just the way like you, you seem like you were feeling the movement. You weren't just sort of going through it. And I, I really responded. Oh, I, appreciate, I appreciate that so much. I mean, um, I can definitely relate to being a teen and not being able to express yourself or just know what she was feeling. Dance was that incredible outlet for me to be able to be completely unapologetic. Mm-hmm. And no matter how weird the lines like the music you danced to, it was fully accepted. And it was such an mm-hmm. opportunity for me to be fully authentic and give myself just permission to be, to be open to that. And yeah, it really helped me like move through a lot of things and just be able to express myself. It must be like so freeing because the, I think the like energy that I felt off that was that you were so confident, but from a place mm-hmm. of vulnerability, which is very hard to do. Yeah, you were just it, like it putting it all on display. <laughs> it, 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 no, it's it's true. I mean, you it's it's a risk. It's it's a risk mm. showing your authentic self. No, you know, and especially for teens, but no matter what age you you're at, and mm. it's true. It was um, it was definitely a risk sometimes, but I like thank you for that. Yeah, it definitely was a beautiful balance of vulnerability and me being connected for sure. Do you think you you found that thing within you to to be able to sort of express that you found it through dance? Yes. Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, I my my parents were always really 
amazing about having an artistic home and playing music and wanting me to be really honest with my emotions. So that did help too. But dance was definitely the birthplace of all of that. How old were you when you started dancing? I was six. Six. Okay, yeah. cool. And what, what sort of like dancing did you get into at first? I was ballet for sure. I loved, you know, <laughs> the pointing my toes and the tutus and the shoes. And <laughs> um, yeah, then I got into uh, jazz, tap, hip hop, contemporary, modern, lyrical. It was, it was mandatory through the training program at my dance studio that we had to immerse ourselves, not just with one, but with multiple. So mm. yeah. And how did that um, dance journey turn into a nutrition journey? You mentioned that you're now a nutrition student. How did that come about? I, well, a couple things. I never got the knowledge I needed to at a young age for me to fuel my body. Uh, mm-hmm. We still have a huge disconnect in what growing kids, let alone just every human needs on a regular basis to still get adequate nutrition. And then... I had a couple of really bad injuries about seven years ago. I was in a really bad car accident and mm. that was my ground zero. I didn't know if I was going to walk. I was sleeping on the floor for two weeks and I had severe, I still do, you know, I, I manage it definitely better, but um, really bad lower back pain. And wow. Yeah. And I ended up you know, it was okay. Let's, let's start from the ground up. So meeting with medical doctors, meeting with, um, physiotherapists, um, Reiki healers, meeting with, um, our family naturopath. Yeah, it was really, I had the opportunity to really get in check what was needed for me. And Mm. it was like, I I had to, it was a non-negotiable. So yeah. Yeah. And And then I think too, with all that's been going on, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was such a natural step because like I said, it's really important for me that everybody gets adequate health and that they they have the options to that. So on top of just what we've been having to move through and just the next phase that I wanted to have as a career, nutrition just fell really naturally, which is <laughs> always a plus. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, with your um, dancing like uh, and, and having the accident, because you found like such the like the connection through your body, like how how was that impacted when when you were no longer able to like use that connection? Did you have to find like new ways of of finding it or like like how um, did that impact you? Well, I definitely went through it, it was a huge rock bottom for me in regards to mental health for sure. I, I am fully for therapy. I've been seeing a therapist for about 11 years now. And it was one of those moments that I really needed some help to, you know, because when your body goes through such intense trauma, which we really underestimate, you're you're shocked out of your norm. You're full of pain. You're just trying to manage. You're just trying to get by. So thriving isn't really an option. So it was a really, you know, it was about like two, two and a half, three years. I didn't dance. I, I couldn't. And then I'll never forget this. I was sitting with my physio and we were, you know, leveling up, which was great. And she said, you know, you're going to have to get back into dance. And I was actually quite petrified. 
Mm. And I was so nervous and I would drive by the dance studio, you know, hoping and wishing that day that I would walk up those stairs, but I was petrified and literally her saying that I needed to get back to what my body was comfortable with and had that muscle memory. That's when I was like, okay, well, I guess I got to go for it. So I I definitely felt like a beginner all over again. Mm. Yeah, that must have that must have been scary. How did you sort of like push through that, and and um, like what coping mechanisms do you use to help yourself uh, push through fear? Well, what's what's helped me is that you know fear is a temporary emotion. These are temporary feelings, and focus has really helped with that. You know, when you can redirect to the present moment, redirect what is the goal of what you're trying to achieve. maybe you're not going to be fully fearless, but you definitely can then be able to take the steps forward and where you need to go. So I kind of redirected. I wrote down some goals that said, you know what, what do I really want to do in order for me to get better? And what was my long-term goal? And I wanted to be pain-free. I wanted to express myself and writing those things down. I was able to see how worth it it was. It was completely worth it me getting back into dance. Mm. And as, as you're now on this uh, like nutrition uh, journey and you're learning about it as well, do you think there's a relationship um, between like what foods we eat and the diet and, and our emotions? A thousand percent. Yeah, I think, I mean, the, the, the simple facts of, you know, having protein, having adequate veggies and carbohydrates like those are simple things that will always be around that is what we need to function some Mm. of the more like you know more of the philosophy that they're that a lot of people are opening their minds to though is that we need to eat more based for our emotions not our moods not not like Mm. a moody thing but like when we go through stress if you are an anxious person if you are a person that is high functioning you have to have adequate food to be able to feel that. Mm. You have to. And mm. and still people have this external kind of end game. I, I want to be leaner. I want my muscle definition. I want, you know, to look bigger, be stronger. And that's incredible. I think that's very important. It's just you got you have to be okay on the inside in order for all of that to be accomplished. I think the relationship with food is a really interesting one because often uh, when we talk about relationships with food, it's in that toxic diet culture sort of way. Yeah. Um, so I think that fear is something that people would think when, when you start to talk about, you know, like how like monitoring your carbohydrates or monitoring what you're eating and how you're feeling and things like that, people can sort of shy away from that because, um having such a focus on food can tap into other issues um, and, and make it unhealthy to like sort of, um, you know, have, have food be at the root of that relationship. But I think what you're talking about is having, you know, paying attention to your emotions and your body and then matching the food to go with that. So maybe that switch in mindset will help anyone that's like struggling to, to focus on their food and diet to, to actually focus on themselves and then like see what foods go with that. No, you, yeah, you, you, yeah, you completely nailed it. To be completely honest, I think that's the mindset that has to switch. You're very mm-hmm. right. I mean, it's, you know, we want, 
I think we all want to feel better on some level. It's just the connection and how to get there is very much misplaced. Mm -hmm. And like you said, if someone's saying, okay, well, I need to fit in X, Y, and Z of what I'm eating. Like you said, that, that can trigger a lot of things for someone. Yeah. Let alone they, then, then they all of a sudden have lowered their confidence in, in being able to just achieve the minimal. Mm -hmm. What really changed for me though, is when I started coming up with the mindset, okay, what is the best thing for me to be fueled by? Like, Mm. how can I be stronger? Like, how can I actually start feeling stronger? Because then just what happened is the, the physicality and the external part just started to match that. Yeah. I think patience is really important. Um, I'm, I'm actually doing a program with Krista at the moment. Krista has been leading a group of um, women through like a wellness program over a month. Um, and I sort of did have a barrier like this where, um, you know, we, we had these guidelines about like what we should be eating at certain times of the day. And for me, having those guidelines immediately in the morning for breakfast was really, really overwhelming because um like it would just sort of set off my anxiety. And I was like, I knew I had to eat breakfast, but I also knew I had like other things to do. And there were too many steps involved immediately as I woke up in order to do this. So then I would just like get sort of paralyzed by it and not end up eating until like five o'clock at night because I just like, I couldn't do it the right way. Um, and, And Krista was really helpful with that because she helped me through it and was just like, you don't actually have to, do it perfectly straight away like let's just like make little changes and try and see what works so we we started putting um like the appropriate uh type of granola bars and protein bars uh as an easy thing in the morning to take away that decision but still make sure that my body was getting the right things and slowly that helped me get into like a better routine so yeah and and you did you, you did an amazing job in adjusting to that too I mean that's in what mm. you just said, people want the decision to be made for them. We're, we live in a, in a mm. fast paced world and people have a lot of things on their plate and it mm. makes such a difference when, okay, you give me this, I can have this beside my bed solved for you. Mm. That makes so much of, of the growth and adjusting to a new way of being, you know, in habits mm. or, you know, like you said, and, and even just practice, practicing to be patient, yeah, it, it makes such a huge difference. It makes such yeah. a huge difference. And just that attitude of kindness towards yourself when it's like, I've never felt reprimanded by Krista, which was nice. You know how like when you go into like a personal train, they're like, look, you've got to do this. Otherwise, you're not going to get the results you want kind of thing. And it feels like you're in trouble. Um, right. Yeah, like, I've, yeah, we've all been there. It's, it's not yeah. productive. Yeah, that doesn't work for me at all. But like Krista sort of made me feel like, well, hey, like, you know, let's find something that works for you and we can adjust it as we go. Like, it doesn't have to be difficult. It just has to feel good. Um, Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was actually like really nice and something that I felt like very connected to in, in what you were teaching kind of thing. And I think also like just with our audience in mind, um, like food is something that probably like many would might have a difficult relationship with because there is a lot of focus on you know 
the way you're fitting in and you're still figuring out what you like to eat and what makes you feel good and things like that. And in your day is structured as well with like school and things like that. Um, and you've also got so many people telling you what to do, but. And, and not only that, it's, you know, I, I've, I have, I have people in my circle that have low income families too. So they can't afford, you know, the high end organic, they, they can't afford, you know, the high end protein that, people are advertising that you need to have this in order to Mm. be successful. Mm. And we, we all need to have a better way of communicating. Like you can still have this, you can still have it. And like I said, you know, carbs, fats, protein, veggies, minerals, that's never going to go out of style. That's always going to be what we're going to need. Yeah. And and if you keep it that simple, then that just makes it way more, way more achievable for everybody yeah yeah do you know something that you said that kind of switched because I'm a huge snacker like the way that I eat I remember you saying that (laughs) yeah I snack and I graze and I just I my when I was giving Krista like my my diet list like what I ate in a day it was ridiculous like it was full of Pringles and just like quick things because again like for me if I have to think too hard about what I have to eat and things like that. Like it just panics me. And then I'm like, well, if I can't do it properly, I'm not doing it at all. And then I don't get the nutrition I need. Um, But something Krista pointed out to me was like, I was like, oh, because I just like need something sweet and stuff. But And I thought it was just like a body craving. But when you told me that that is actually something that could be a coping mechanism um, for like Uh, trauma and things like that, that completely switched something in my brain. And like, oh my gosh, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm so glad that I'm so glad, yeah, because like, I guess I just never thought about it like that. And like, I was just like, oh, well, I need something sweet, so I'm gonna eat something sweet. But as soon as you said it was something like that, it became something that, um, I was able to manage, if you know what I mean, because that was like, yeah, I I do need to manage. It wasn't hunger, it was like, oh, this is something I'm doing that I can retrain. Exactly. You're exactly. Mm. Yeah, you nailed it. I mean, what like our our brain is trying to have our back. It's trying to, you know, you, you snacking throughout the day is, is you actually knowing what works for you. Mm. So that, that's, that's, that's been working for you. And when it comes to people who have anxiety, stress, um, what they're trying to do is, is like you say, they're trying to cope how they're feeling in the moment, whether or not they reach for an orange or a chocolate bar. So you are mm. trying to do what's best for you. And what, what's really interesting in the discussion that you and I had is when I've been looking up information in regards to sugar and that spike that you get, it not being a spike of energy, which can be positive. It actually triggers, you know, like you were saying, your anxiety even more. Mm which is so, so not what you're wanting to achieve. And I think a lot of people walk with that yeah. more than normal. And actually, in, like, interestingly enough, I had another girl within the five women that I'm working with. She messaged me the same thing today. And mm. she said, that's so interesting. I did not put myself in the category of being kind of like addicted to sugar or coping with that, but that fundamentally changed her as well. Exactly. Like it's just our, our minds are so powerful and I want to like 
talk about this a little bit more, Eating for Wellness, and maybe we can dive into a little bit about the business side of things. But we'll take a really quick break right now. And when we come back, we'll be back with Krista Rasmussen talking all things wellness and relationships (laughs) with food. Number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right. Welcome back, everyone. You're with Rebecca Shalon and Krista Rasmussen on Global Teen Wealth Radio. And we've been having a really interesting discussion about relationship with food and Krista's journey from like the connection with her body and and dancing and how that like evolved into nutrition. Um, And in the break, like we were just sort of expanding um, on like that switching mindset. And sometimes it just takes someone patient and and like just switching the way you think about something for it to actually click. So if something doesn't work for you the first time, like it doesn't mean you should stop trying. You should always just try other resources because someone may 
like switch something on that you never knew you had like and Krista you were about to tell me like about how like this epiphany came to you and like what switched in you um yeah let's let's share (laughs) yeah I um well a a couple things I for for me as a kid it wasn't what someone said but how they said it to me Mm. that that we we are way more sensitive to tone and delivery than we Mm. acknowledge um so that was one thing and then the second thing is in moving forward you know what was my approach and what was my message that I'm wanting to put out there in regards to nutrition it it, it just came to me about it's the mindset and and it's being patient and it's being receptive and be the people still need to feel seen heard and loved yeah and have the freedom to to make mistakes and to yes. you know indulge the things that you still are attached to but gradually wean off them like because cold turkey just doesn't work no no it, it doesn't and we still have to ask ourselves are are, are you making like does your short-term goal actually work better long term hmm. you know if, if, if you're wanting a crash diet you're going to crash at the end of that at some point but if you're mm. wanting a full lifestyle change, if, if you're wanting the body of your dreams and, you know, the health that you've always wanted for a lifetime, that's yeah. way, that's way more of a juicier goal to me, you know, to fast forward and be like, oh, you know what, like at 50 and 60, I can, I can still be weightlifting and I can still be running and I can still do this. I can, you yeah. know, play with, play with my kids. That's more of a way more of a value to me. Yeah. I I very much appreciate the way you talk about like the relationship with food because it there really does need to be that like shift in focus from like you know about like strict rules on what you eat and how you look and sort of moving that towards like what you need and and how it's making you feel kind of thing I think that's definitely a very big shift but on on this show um like you know we've covered a lot of like mental health sort of things and we we love to talk a lot about um, you know, how the emotional impact of the things that we do and the t- decisions we make come about. But we also do have a focus on um, empowerment and entrepreneurship. So um, being able to empower people to go and get what they want out of life and chase their goals. And, you know, you definitely have that transition to nutrition. Um, but let's talk a little bit about like how you're making this new sort of career path a reality what what are the steps you had to go through with that like schooling and and business and all that sort of thing well what's amazing about the program is it, it kind of gives you a little bit of everything in a, in a great amount of time so the business aspect mm-hmm. of it they inform you you know how how are you wanting to come across with your clientele and I think one of the things that I really appreciate about the program is that they do focus on deep health but they also focus on you you know, and what they call an like an, an elite coach is you mm-hmm. are approachable to everybody. You you might mm-hmm. fine tune with you know elite athletes, and you might you know be be helping some helping somebody out with you know a gluten allergy, or they're you know they're wanting to achieve a certain body recomposition and, and switch out and really upgrade their muscle. But you also being attractive to the general public of just helping someone out that just wants to eat healthy is mm-hmm. a huge, is, is a, is a huge way of, you know, how you can look at success and you can zoom out 
and say, okay, how can I, how, how can I help mm. the, the kind of the general consensus in public? Mm. And, so and you, I think, sorry. No, continue. Sorry. Go. <laughs> um, well, because I, when I get really excited about something, I sometimes get a little too narrow minded. So to have that option and outlook and that switch in mindset just has been a really cool game changer for me. Yeah. So you, you really sort of found what made you passionate about that and your area of interest. Um, and how, how easy was that to sort of, you know, go through the, the motions of setting up a business and going through those educational routes? Like, did that take away at all from your passion or did you have to find a different way to approach it in order to make it fit for you? Like, um, how was the process of like starting your business? It's, it's actually been kind of interesting. I mean, I'm a rookie and I, I'm still kind of, and just jumping in and, and whatever I'm inspired to do creatively has really helped. You know, I, mm. I thought about, as I've been doing this program, I said, you know, like, what would be something that I'd be able to connect to, give me some good experience before I fully get out there and something that I, I'm good at and, and that I, I want to get the ball rolling. I, and that's when I came up with that anti-inflammatory trial with, with, with you ladies. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to put it out there. If one person, maybe one person might get back to me, but I had five, you know? And then I was like, okay, I got this. My intuitions clicked on. I said, let's go for it. And, you know, so, so kind of just trying things. We're, we're mm. sometimes too afraid to fail. And if you fail fast, at least, at least, you know, so, so whether it's been that type of trial and error or me rearranging my social media, um, you know, being, being, um, approachable to the market because, you know, health is yeah. very popular right now. Health and fitness and a certain aesthetic is, is what will be popular and we kind of have to accept that but I definitely can make that fit and it still be authentic to me so those there's been a couple of of like slight adjustments but aside from that I've just been going with what makes me passionate trial and error and just going for it I have nothing to lose Mm. so that's a that's a good way to approach it um in terms of what you're saying there and like with your career what do you think has been the most important failure and the most important success so far in terms of your career and the way it's shaping? Okay, so my most important, I, I think my most important failure so far is not pushing too much. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I think what was interesting about our discussion is that I, I had an out, I had an outline for you and I, and I gave that to you in regards to you though, and what you needed, I needed to really adjust to that. Mm-hmm. So I can come in and I can have this idea and this plan set up ready to go for you. But if that doesn't fit you, then that doesn't make me a good coach. That doesn't make me a high value coach because mm-hmm. I'm wanting your best interest. So kind of knowing when to pull back and knowing when to kind of give you those recommendations that work for you. That's it's that, that gray area or that flow has been, it's, it's very different to normally how I approach things. Mm-hmm. So um, it might not sound like a failure, but definitely for me, 
to kind of not be so full throttle like, and go for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's made a huge Ooh. difference. <laughs> and then, sorry about that. That's then, okay. Um, I would say my, my biggest accomplishment so far is just this is, I, I know every day more and more, this is exactly the path that I'm supposed to be on. Yeah. I, I, I know that one of those compliments of, you know, the clients that I've had so far, or just me knowing that I know I can do this well. And it's also mm. really an important purpose for me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and others need to hear about it and others need to have access to it that's been probably the best gift and it's and it's been fun because this is just the beginning so I can't wait to see how (laughs) how it's gonna unfold so yeah I like that it's it's a question I I like to ask because I think like failure shouldn't be a dirty word and it doesn't like failure is is a misleading word as well because it's whenever you experience something it's a lesson it's not really a failing it's it's something that you've learned to adjust to or something that's taught you or set you down another path or made you realize like what works and what doesn't. So I don't know. I find it really interesting to like sort of talk about that and get people to like maybe change their mind on what they think might be a failure and actually think about how it set them on a different path. But I like your answer. It was good. Thank you. Thank you. I, well, I think too, it's, it's, it's what we attach to it too as well, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a firm believer that we can get to that other side and say it was a lesson, but we have to process how we feel about it first, mm-hmm. you know? And, and sometimes when you, I'm sure you've gone into that audition or gotten or wanted that job that you wanted so badly for mm-hmm. whatever reason, mm-hmm. and then you failed and it's kind of taken you, yeah. you know, a bit of time for you to be like, okay, like I can take what I need from this. I can move on and everything's, you know, yeah. everything works out. It's just, we do need to give ourselves that time to, like I said, again, emotionally kind of see what we need. Yeah. I think like once you sort of uh, make peace with the fact that like nothing is in our control, yeah. it, it becomes a little easier. But um, I can hear kids in the background. So on oh, that sorry. note, sorry. No, that's okay. that's, on that note, they sound adorable. Um, I wanted to ask about, you know, what are some things in your childhood that you think um, have helped you along your path? And like, cause you, you mentioned that you, you had quite a holistic upbringing and things. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, mm. my, my family has always raised me naturopathic since I was about five or six. So we, food has not only been just a time for us to enjoy, but just, mm. yeah, I, I, I'm so thankful for, you know, we had whole wheat bread. We had, we didn't have any processed cheese. We didn't have white bread and we didn't have all the, the juicy, naughty things, chips, chocolate, which was so hard at times, but I definitely, when I went to other, you know, my friend's houses, I went ham on their chocolate bars, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, we, they wanted the best for us. So, mm. you know, seeing what we needed mineral, mineral, mineral wise, and then, also, my background is uh, Scottish and Norwegian. So having, you know, fermented fruits, pickled vegetables, pickled fish, high, mm. high fat, optimal carbs. Like it was just, it was a cult. It was a cultural thing too. They wanted me to know where I came from and they wanted me to eat 
delicious food because my parents love that as well. So that really, really helped a lot. That is interesting. We do have a lot of um, parents and educators listening as well. What would be some advice uh, you could give to parents who are trying to, you know, make healthier choices for their family and themselves uh, for eating, but maybe have like fussy eaters and, and are having difficulty, um, you know, making that switch to, to a healthier fat in their diet? Okay. What, what sort well, of advice would you give? I have two nieces, so I've definitely been in this like arena before for sure. Uh, cooking with color is phenomenal to, to make it, to get things that are different colors, different textures is a great starting point because when kids get out of the mindset of them having to think about it and just kind of look at it as a creative mm -hmm. kind of time and like a playful time, they're way more receptive to be willing. And then when it comes to just, you know, if, if, if they're trying to go from white bread to whole grain, you know, there's some, there's some amazing like almond butter products out there. There's some amazing, mm. you know, again, it doesn't have to be like all in one go. So put their favorite peanut butter on like a beautiful piece of toast or switch out, um, some white sugar for maple syrup, maybe some honey, something that still gives them that satisfying taste, but you know, is, is what is in the long run way healthier for them. How about um, for a teenage audience, though, who, who may be a little bit more switched on to those, like, slight changes and, and less receptive to the break in their routine? That's a good question. I mean, the thing that I remember as a teen, because, again, I was – I even though I had a very healthy upbringing, my parents also sent, sent me to high school with the weird – smelling soups. So I definitely wanted some of the more delicious things that were out there. So again, look up some recipes, get some really beautiful cookbooks, kind of look up online. There's, I know Pinterest has some amazing kind of things that you can play around with. And mm. once a week, look up a new recipe, try something new. Yeah. Like, like, you know, we all have a favorite kind of food, whether it's Italian, whether it's Greek, whether it's Japanese, you know, and and pick something that you're like, okay, what's one ingredient about it that I really like in regards to that food? Yeah. Okay. So you know what? Like, yeah. Like, like, like say you, if you like Thai food, okay. What's one thing about Thai food I love? I love noodles. Cool. Let's take those noodles, maybe look up a incredible sauce to go on top and you go from there and then maybe you'll add in more recipes. Maybe you'll add in more ingredients. I like that. So like sort of fostering conversation about their food. So it's not just like the meal as a whole, but like breaking it apart and you can sort of go, well, you said you liked this. So let's yeah. use this one element. That's a good idea. Yeah, um, I mean, that's, that, that's what got, you know, my nieces into sushi. They loved cucumber. And then, you know, yeah. the first roll that they had was, you know, a kapamaki cucumber roll and they were head over, they were over the moon with how good it was. Mm. Yeah, that's a really cool, interesting approach. I like that. But we are going to take um, a short break. So I guess in the break, guys, think about the certain elements that you like about your favorite foods and see how you can incorporate that into other things. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what's next for Krista and where you can find her. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real. Real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to brandy at globalteenwealth.com. That's brandy with an I at globalteenwealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right, welcome back, everyone. Uh, We were talking just before the break about, you know, approaches to changing food routines for kids and teens and adults and, and how it's really different with each sort of age group so with what's next for you in your career because you're, you're mostly working with adults right now do you think that maybe like in the future you'll have like different sort of guidelines and programs for like age groups and you know how does that sort of play into it I, I, I think that's a great idea I definitely have been um, kind of letting that sit and and come up with some ideas in regards to how that can be executed well because yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, the the only nutrition guide that I got was once in high school and it was the food pyramid and it was not very, very much lack of like actual knowledge and adequate information. So I would mm-hmm. love to do that. I, I would love to, you know, whether it was a classroom of students or whether it was just individual teens or kids, I, I would love to do that. I mm-hmm. I think, you know, and something else we were kind of talking about is, you know, kids nowadays have so many different stresses and even with social media or just with even what's been going on and for them to just at the end of the day, have like a belly that's full and then feel calm and they feel good. Mm. I, I would, I definitely am excited to do that. Yeah. And provide I that think, for them. yeah, I think the, the, the good like difference that I'm hearing with 
with the way that you approach things is that it's, it's very knowledge-based and, and about empowering someone to create their own program that works for them, not just like following rules and you have to do it this way, this way, this way. Otherwise it's yes. not going to work. Like it has to be sustainable, right? It has to be. That's, that's very important to me. Mm. I think that we need to give ourselves credit and the gift that we are all different and we all need different things. Mm. And you're right. If, if someone wants to have long-term health, they need to have an outline and a program that can sustain them specifically to them for that. Yeah. Like I, I know for me, like using myself as an example, again, definitely the switch in mindset with the snacks has helped me cut down my snacks significantly because every time I, I get a snack craving, I'm like, is it because I'm hungry or like, how am I actually feeling right now? Am I anxious? Why am I anxious? Is food the answer? Maybe not. <laughs> like, wow. Well, so that's, 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 that's a really, that's a really interesting um, opportunity for you then because you're mm. choosing to ask yourself questions instead of judge yourself on it. Yeah. Yeah. And then how did yeah. you find, what was your, how was your body talking back to you? It, it was very interesting because I sort of just sort of like made myself sit with the space and then I was just like, well, what am I doing right now? And generally I found when I wanted to snap was when I was overwhelmed with choosing my next task. Like I couldn't, I couldn't prioritize like what happened next. And like, I knew I had a big to-do list and then I would just automatically think about like, oh, well, when does food fit in? I should probably, maybe I should just eat something now so I have energy to do X, Y, Z later. But then if I eat now, I won't be able to do the gym straight away because I have to wait a little bit. And then it would like set this spiral. So I started like recognizing that like it it was a coping mechanism. I would turn to like snacking and, and food because I didn't know what I was doing next. So I realized I had to like sort of plan a little bit more, um, but then like with, with my planning and stuff, I, it still had to be a little bit loose because if I missed the time when I wanted to do something that would mm-hmm. just like completely set me off. Cause I was like, Oh, I didn't do it. at like two o'clock. So now I can't do it at all. Like, no, which is not true. Like it's not true. No, like, no, no. Just, but what, how, yeah. that, that thought process that you go through, it's one so stressful and mm. a, a huge majority of people have that. Mm. You know, and, and like we said, no wonder people then, you know, they, they're, they, they go in with all the drive to do X, Y, and Z, but then they realize, oh my God, like my confidence has completely been shot. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in building yourself up to do things that, like we said, work for you is like, okay, yeah. you got it now. Those, those, those couples fundamental changes that you yeah. incorporated, you've, and, and I'm sure too, because a couple of the women have also emailed me back saying that they've had similar, you know, less bloating when it comes around their cycle. Mm-hmm. They haven't mm-hmm. broken out as much. And how do you feel in regards to how your body is kind of looking or feeling? Yeah. Like I, um, I did have like a low point. So like we're going into like <laughs> the way that my program's going now, but like, it's just um, like, I had a little bit of a low point last week because like it was that time in my cycle. And I felt like because my progress uh, was minimal and when I get like bloating in my cycle, it felt like I had had no progress again, if that makes right. sense. But yeah, like, it does, it does. 
yeah so but like I'm I'm feeling better now because like I'm a few more days into it and like my body sort of like returned back to that normal thing so I can see the progress again but it's definitely like uh disheartening when you feel like all the hard work you've done like isn't doing anything but I like I know that's not real like it's just interesting like you said like learning to ask myself questions rather than just reacting based on what's immediately in front of me like I immediately need a snack or I immediately am reacting to the way that I look in in this thing right now I'm more asking questions about like why it is and how it is kind of thing and understanding it and being kind that's that's amazing it really sounds like you hear it in your voice that you you definitely you know, have achieved some more inner peace, like since working with me, which I think is mm. so incredible for you to give yourself that opportunity. Yeah. It has been really nice. And I think, you know, timing has a lot to do with that as well. Like I think it it's divine timing and stuff like that. Like it, your opportunity came up at the right time in my development that I'd be open to it. Um, and like not, like focusing on failures kind of thing and more on lessons but you know speaking of working with you um if people do want to work with you how can they find you <laughs> well you can find me and send me an email at c.razz at hotmail.com or you mm-hmm. can head over on facebook and it's krista elizabeth which is going to be just my middle name but it will get changed so don't worry mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um on instagram you can follow me at Krista, C-H-R-S-T-A. Mm-hmm. And, so, and that's my handle. You can find me there too. So, yeah. yeah. I highly recommend following Krista on, on Insta and things. Even if you're like, if you're not like, oh, I want to go do this program immediately. Like, it's just a really good source of inspiration as well. And just oh, thank you. seeing the confidence in your, in your photos and things. And there's a lot of like real talk. Like, I just, I like your vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you life's too short to not be who you are so I really do like to if that if that inspires you know whether it's a kid a teen or like you said a mom or an educator to just try to just be more inspired to be open-minded and Mm. give opportunities in regards to health and wellness go for it you're never you're never it's never too late it's never too late exactly and like you said it's it's kind of difficult and vulnerable to embrace like being that authentic self what's something small that people could do like today right now after this show that will help them embrace their authentic self like what's something small that someone could do give yourself permission to be kind to yourself Mm -hmm. you know tell yourself I am going to have that bath tonight. I'm going to go buy myself flowers. I'm going to be a little bit less harder on myself and not put all mm-hmm. these pressures and burdens. Just, just give yourself permission to just be a little bit kinder. I like that. So we're, we're issuing a challenge to everybody listening today that you're going to perform an act of kindness for yourself after this show. Yes, so yes, yes, sit, yes. Sit down, think <laughs> about like what it is that would make you feel good today and just just like with what Krista was saying like maybe that means you want some flowers go buy some flowers maybe that means taking it an extra long bath but choose something that is going to be an act of kindness for yourself today yes I like the best it's it's the best kind of medicine (laughs) yeah I think incorporating like um 
me time every single week has definitely made a huge difference to like my mental health as well. And like, I know we were talking a lot about like um, deciding what to eat as well. And like, I forgot to mention this, like when we were talking about it, but like, I think, you know, the COVID of it all has definitely like weighed on that as well, because we didn't have to make these decisions as often before because we were out and about lunch was taken care of by, you know, where we were at in an event or, you know, our friends would choose what to eat and things. But now in these days of isolation, we have to choose every single meal. And as weird as that sounds, it's freaking exhausting. Well, (laughs) yeah, it's, you know, I, it's, it's funny because we wouldn't have recognized all of this until we've been put in the situation. So Mm. that can be a, a hard pill to swallow when you realize, okay, okay, I don't have the tools or I'm also trying to, yeah, like you say, manage yourself mm. well. So it can be, it can be a definitely a <laughs> kind of complex place to maneuver in for sure. It definitely, you know, made me think of my mom as well, because my mom was the like manager of the household in terms of like the labor it takes to, to plan the meals and things like that. Yes. And yes. like, that that really hit me as an impact so I was like damn like that that is huge that my mom had to plan all of our meals every day and then also like work and things like that that would have been so exhausting thinking about like the nutrition needs of everyone and like planning for that so it might also be nice to do an act of kindness for someone else today if you are in a household uh where someone makes the majority of the food decisions maybe you could take that off their plate tonight <laughs> it's yeah. hard yeah it's really yeah, that hard too. that too parents very much appreciate those small little acts of thousand yeah we just don't realize the the emotional labor um things take until you have to do it in a repetitive yes. environment like all by yes. yourself it's true it's true all right so we have a couple minutes left of the show and um a question that brandy always ends the show on um we ask every single guest this is if you had 60 seconds where the entire world had to like stop and listen to what you had to say what is something that you would want to leave someone with like what do you want to impart i would have to say that we think too much get 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 connected to your heart get mm-hmm. connected to your soul and what lights you up and what gets you going and what fills you with passion and just go for it however big however small just go for I it I love that so being connected to your heart and and just going for your passion I love that so have yeah. a think about all the things we've said today. I think we had a really great conversation. We've got a few challenges in there. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Oh my gosh, thank you. It was such a pleasure. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it, it was wonderful. I really loved our chat. So everyone, if you're out there listening, Krista Rasmussen is who we've been talking to today. Make sure you check her out on Instagram and all that jazz uh but i'm rebecca shalon we will be here same time same place next week 5 p.m pacific standard time or daylight time whatever we're in (laughs) next monday 5 p.m thank you so much for joining us everyone be safe be kind and we'll see you then thanks 
for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show. Thanks again for listening to the proceedings.